Welcome to the Spectrum Lounge podcast, where we discuss creatives of color disrupting the game in TV, film, and pop culture. I am your host, Rebecca Theodore Vachon, and on this episode, I'm joined by Robert Young as we review episode five of the Disney original series, What If, titled, What If Zombies? <laughs> hey, Robert. Hey. <laughs> hey, listen. This is the episode we've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I wasn't even expecting to get it this early, but wow, yeah. this is this was like this is like Marvel just like pushing it to the limits. Like we sell stuff in here that I'd never thought I'd see in a Marvel property. Listen, I told you I was not ready for a zombie Captain America eating people's brains. Let's... And I, I still wasn't. <laughs> no, no. Oh my god. What the hell was that? <laughs> it was um, it was so good. It was so unexpected from mm-hmm. them. You know? Right, right. Like they really <laughs> took it places that I didn't know they would go. They went full horror, you know? Uh yeah, they did. They did. And um the uh the writer for this episode, I believe, was um AC Bradley is the head writer, and then uh Matthew Chauncey is the story editor. I was just sitting there like, all righty. <laughs> um, I guess we'll, we'll we'll have to, first off, Marvel Zombies, what we saw, um, even though it's, it's much different in what we saw in the animated series, it is actually from the comic books. There was a, a comic book called Marvel Zombies written by the great Robert Kirkman. And if that name rings a bell, Robert Kirkman <laughs> is the creator of The Walking Dead. And I love that the that Marvel was like, well, if we're gonna do Mar- if we're gonna do a zombie uh version of our superheroes, you get the best in the game, right? Yeah, Robert Kirkman is sure. that is that dude. So I really, really love that. Um, and so uh a lot of the voice talent um is back. I was looking at the t- at the uh the credits of the voices, and I was like, this was sort of like a MCU reunion. They got a lot of the OGs back, of course. The only have... one that wasn't there was Tom Holland. Was Tom Holland. Yeah. So we have Mark Ruffalo, who's back as Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Chadwick Boseman, the late Chadwick Boseman, is back as T'Challa, Black Panther. Paul Bettany, Vision, Sebastian Stan. I'm putting a pin in that because we need to talk about Bucky and that Wakandan blowout because his nah. hair was yeah, that was that that was the picture that you sent out like a couple weeks ago, right? Yes. That must have been a still from this. Listen, we've been locked up too long because <laughs> we were. I had I had thoughts and feelings about that. Show. <laughs> and watching that episode definitely didn't help. <laughs> and he opens in the shower too. What? Oh, oh, we need to talk about that shower scene, please. Let's put a pin in that because there's okay. something that. Yeah. Um, so Evangeline Evangeline Lilly is back as Hope Van Dyne, uh, the Wasp, Paul Rudd, Ant-Man, John Favreau is back as Happy, Danae Guerrera, Okoye. I mean, it, it's just like an all-star list. I, I don't it Emily Van Camp, of course, is Sharon Carter. And yeah, um, Peter Parker is actually voiced by Hudson Thames. I think that's the name. I thought he did a good I did, I thought he did a good job his his voice cracks a little the same way tom holland's does so i yeah. thought it was cute yeah i thought he did a really good job I agree. um yeah and then of course josh keaton i have a little crush on him i hope he's not listening to this <laughs> but josh keaton he's the voice actor he is the one who voiced steve rogers captain america in uh the captain carter episode and so he's back i guess he's doing like zombies steve's voice because we don't really hear 
a lot of talking from Captain America. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Not much. And so, yeah, so it was really cool to kind of see like this reunion of like the OG, you know, and and of course current uh, MCU uh, members. So that was that was really cool. Um, but I'll, I'll start with you, Robert. What did what did you think of of the zombie episode, the Marvel zombie episode? Um, I was I was blown away. Um, I'm gonna just open by saying that I think What If is my favorite of all the new series that come out so far. Ooh, like, nice. They are really like just pushing the property to the limits. They can take all the chances here that mm-hmm. they can't with the TV shows or the movies. Right. And they're really like swinging for the fences and I love it. I just mm-hmm. I just love how different each one of these episodes has been. Yeah. And yeah. and this one like last episode was kind of like psychological thrillerish mm-hmm. with a little bit of horror. Like a psycho but- horror. Yeah, but this was just like a straight horror flick. (laughs) It really is. It really was. I'm sorry. I was just like, oh my God. This is not. I actually ordered ordered the Marvel Zombie t shirt. So I Mm -hmm. will be wearing it. I will be wearing it. I got one too. I got one too. You did? Oh, so cool. So cool. I was just like, wow. And this episode had me stressed out. Like, first Mm -hmm. of all, we're already invested in all these characters. Yes. So just seeing them go through this was Mm -hmm. just like super stressful but like the way they implemented uh the different horror uh tropes in different scenes was so good yeah yeah i i mean i would have never thought to and that's why comic books like the comic books you know they they do all sorts of crossovers and mm-hmm. you know genres and everything i would have never thought to make the avengers zombies like that like those are two genres i wouldn't have normally thought you know yeah but when you put them together it's like and the Um, story is is like as far as the marvel the mcu goes it's believable mm -hmm. like how this zombie you know plague started right right so we know that um because i i really wanted to know because once i heard that they were doing the marvel zombie episode i was like okay well i know i wanted to go to the source material um and so what's what's interesting to me is how the writers of what if, because they wanted to do this episode, I was like, well, okay, so how is this going to differentiate from the comic books? And mm-hmm. what's what's fascinating is that, and I sent you the links to this, in the comic books, the zombie apocalypse was brought on by Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four, right? Mm-hmm. And Which doesn't inter- surprise me. Right, right. So just we'll give people like a quick synopsis. Basically what happens is it starts out, the Marvel Zombies starts in an issue of Fantastic Four where Reed Richards is contacted by another Reed Richards from another dimension, right? It's like an older Reed Richards. And so he's basically like, this older Reed Richards is like, you know, I'm trying to get together, you know, like the brightest minds and whatever. He basically tricks Reed Richards into opening the portal of that dimension of the Marvel zombie, uh, the, the, the Marvel zombie dimension, because they had pretty much ran out of people to eat. They ran out of food supply. So then 
because these zombies still retain their intelligence, which is actually real, really fascinating to me. Like, while you watch the episode, like even in the animated series, like the animated episode, they still retain their powers and they're very, very smart. Like they're not like the zombies Mm -hmm. that are dumb. And so this older Reed Richards basically, I mean, he knows himself better than anyone, right? He basically strokes this, the younger Reed Richards' ego and tricks younger Reed Richards into opening up this portal from the zombie apocalypse. He bites Reed Richards and then Reed in turn uh, infects, you know, the, the rest of the Fantastic Four um, members. And it's just a disaster, right? right. And going even farther, we find out that, and this is on the comic book side, the original, I guess you'll say patient zero was a character named the Sentry, who is sort of like the Marvel's take on Superman. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he was infected. And then in turn, that's how he infected the Avengers. The, and at least in that zombie uh, earth, because I think the, uh, the younger Reed Richards, the one who's tricked, I think that's earth two, one, four, nine. I think. Okay. Um, and so at this Marvel, the, the zombie apocalypse dimension, I'm not sure which, which earth that is, but it's pretty bleak. So basically they, they trick Reed Richards into opening up a portal and then they just basically destroy that one as well. So it was interesting to see how, what if like the writing team had to tackle it because obviously they do not have the rights to fantastic four yet. So they could not do this origin story with Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four. So I thought it was really, I thought it was quite smart how they fixed that problem by using the properties that they already had, right? Mm -hmm. Because the episode we're watching, it's, uh, we're looking at Infinity War, right? Uh, Mashed up with Ant-Man 2 and Infinity. And uh, what what is it? Infinity War, Ant-Man 2, and I feel like it's something else. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting another movie, but I, I thought it was quite uh, Ant-Man too. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool how they kind of mesh those stories together. Cause those characters don't really like hope Van Dyne has not, did not really interact with the rest of the Avengers or anything until that huge fight in Endgame. That's when a lot of these franchises came together. So, right. Yeah. So let, let's talk about the opening scene. <laughs> Because what, what if what I love about what if is it just takes it takes a thread of a storyline from a certain MCU movie and it just flips it on its head, right? Just, push, just pushes it just a little, you know what I mean? And, and it's kind of nice because like since most of the people that are going to be watching this have seen the movies, they're yes. familiar with this, you know. Kevin Feige be thinking, mm-hmm. he knows, he knows. Yeah. And so, because the thing is, what the thing with what if I, you can tell me if you agree with me is I think what makes it so good is that it's 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 uh it's grounded in these stories that we are like you said that we're familiar with already yes. so it's not so you're not you know what i mean if you never watched what if you even if you watch even three or four marvel mcu movies you're not gonna feel lost right is what i'm saying you're gonna be like oh okay i remember that okay i remember that scene you know and mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was cool so um why don't you start us off with the opening premise. What 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 is the twist in this episode of What If? So the opening scene is basically straight out of Infinity War when mm-hmm. Hulk is basically it takes place right after Thanos kind of beats Hulk down on uh, on his ship, and then um, Heimdall makes the Bifrost uh, take Hulk back to Earth to mm-hmm. escape. And he crashes into the Sanctum Sanctorium. 
Um, and but in this case, uh, when he kind of like recovers and stands up out of like the crater uh, where he lands in the house, mm-hmm. he doesn't find anybody in the house, and all we see is like Doctor Strange's cape, I kind of like <laughs> yeah, just kind of like flying around in the background, noticing him there. Mm-hmm. And he he walks he 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 basically goes into the house. He grabs one of some of their clothing since he's naked when he falls down. He walks out into the street and there's nobody out in the street. Right. And then all of a sudden, one of those, uh, what do they call them? Boom portals? The portals that Dr. Strange and, and mm-hmm. Wong, well, one of the portals. Oh no. The, uh, the two um, people of, from Thanos's, yeah, Ebony, Ebony Maw, Ebony Maw, and uh, Black. Uh, is it Black, Black Dwarf? Dwarf? Yeah. Yes. I funny yeah. how they call him Black Dwarf when he's huge. When he's giant. <laughs> yeah, they beam funny. down into the streets just like in Infinity War, and he starts proclaiming, you know, them taking over the planet. When mm-hmm. really, only person there is Bruce Banner. Oh my! <laughs> Bruce tries to <laughs> to coax the Hulk out to fight them, but the Hulk doesn't come out. And, can I just and, say, I'm sorry, <laughs> really quick with that, because yeah. they repeat that scene again. I just call it erectile dysfunction. Yeah. That's what that was. It was really like, I need to get it up, right? Like, they animated oh. it so well, too. They did. <laughs> so it was, it was cool to see that scene. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, they're about to go get Banner, and then one of the portals opens up just enough for a hand to come out and it's you see like the repulsor ray from Iron Man and he shoots uh Ebony Maul on the back of the head. <laughs> and then yeah. more portals open up and then we see it's Wong, Doctor Strange and Iron Man come out mm-hmm. in, in the much- shadows. Yes. And uh yeah, they basically take down uh Black Dwarf and Ebony Maul and then we kind of see in the darkness that Beyond taking them down, it almost sounds like they're ripping them apart. <laughs> and Bruce Banner is getting real, like, freaked out. Yeah. It was so, <laughs> that scene was so funny because he was like, wait, hold up. What are y'all doing? And because you hear these chewing noises, then you see, like, Black Dwarf's arm, like, being ripped off. Yeah. And everything. And then that's when the, the, you know, when the smoke clears, that's when he realizes, you know, Tony's uh, Iron Man comes out of the shadows and you see it's zombie Iron Man, Tony Stark. <laughs> Bruce is like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. And the funny thing is, when I saw that scene, I was, I, I was thinking back to Infinity War when Ebony Maw and Black Dwarf first came, right? And so it was the same set. It was like, it was Tony. Doctor Strange, Bruce, Spider-Man and Walt. was there. Yeah, and then <laughs> the part that killed me was when Ebony started his whole, you know, whatever his speech, and then Tony called him Squidward. <laughs> like, so now I'm thinking about the fact that he ate Ebony Maw, and I was like, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. So that was his way of just the way that they kind of flipped that. I thought, yeah, but when you first see like the zombie Wong Strange and Iron Man, that was very disconcerting. I was like, OMG. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So at first you think, like, I'm sure Bruce was thinking, oh, they came to save me, but then they, they, you know, 
are advancing on Bruce. Like they want to eat him. So we realized that it's not really that they're good or bad. They're just zombies. I don't think there was any agenda as far as them killing Ebony Maw and Black Dwarf. It was just, they were just a food supply, basically. Exactly. And Bruce is next on their menu. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I, I do have a question for you because what happens next, I was, I was trying to figure out what happens because uh, they're about to eat Bruce, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think Ebony Maw uses his powers to kind of like freeze him, you know, where he's immobile. And then um, all of a sudden you start seeing them disappear. Like they just kind of, di- it was, was that the snap? No, that was the, the swarm of bees or a swarm oh, of wasps from Hope. Okay. okay. It was just okay. like a big insect, insect swarm and it kind of just like, disintegrated their bodies it kind of like ate them away oh wow okay because I, I i just wanted to make sure i was like wait was that the snap or was that okay got it yeah, yeah so then so then the help comes to the whisper um the wasp comes to the rescue and uh basically saves bruce and <laughs> that's when spider-man swings in <laughs> and yeah, takes scares him. bruce and picks him up <laughs> yeah because yeah, i think bruce was afraid that he was a zombie too and then he was like, no, I'm just your uh, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And Bruce was like, what happened to the neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, and then that's when we get sort of uh, the exposition uh, when, you know, Bruce is with the, the rest of the survivors. So I believe it's the Wasp, Okoye, uh, who else? Sharon Carter, Bucky, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. That Eastern European guy from Ant-Man, the guy who works yeah, with Scott. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I was trying to figure out who that was. Yeah. And so they're sort of, it's sort of like, the, and happy, right? Yes. Um, and John Favreau comes back to voice him, which I thought was really cool. I love John, John Favreau. I just have so much love for him. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's when they give him the lowdown and they were just basically like, you know, two weeks earlier. Um, and th- this is where we go to Ant-Man 2, right? Because in Ant-Man yes. 2, that's when they found uh, Janet, in the quantum realm, right? Because remember mm-hmm. Scott w- had been getting echoes of her or whatever. Um, and so when Hank goes to the quantum realm to get his wife, much like the movie, the difference here in what if is that Janet has been infected by a quantum virus. That's what that sort of, let's call it the zombie virus. And so she infects, right. she infects, uh, she infects Hank. And then when the ship comes back, when, uh, Hope and Scott recall the ship out of the quantum zone. They open up the ship and it's zombie Janet and zombie Hank. And I think they said within 24 hours, the, mm-hmm. like the Northern West Northwestern Pacific was like infected. It was right. crazy. That scene on the, like the San Francisco bridge. I was like, Oh man. Yeah. Can we just say that like mm-hmm. Hank Pym has messed up a lot of universes in the Marvel universe. Can, can we talk about that? <laughs> Him is a problem. He's a problem. I I, I want to talk about because I, I was like I don't want to forget this. So we've got two episodes where Hank has been messy as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. So we had episode three, right? That was the where he the Black murders Widow, the Avengers, where he's the one who murdered the Avengers because he was upset over the murders of um when you know because Hope and Janet had died in the line of duty and he basically blamed Nick Fury and um shield and mm-hmm. basically like took out the avengers one by one and then uh, here we go and yo so when you see the avengers i don't know what they were thinking that probably wasn't really a good strategy uh they land the quinjet on the bridge <laughs> and they come out and so you see so what's the lineup it's captain america black widow 
uh, Black else? Panther is there. Black Panther and someone else. I'm forgetting who it was. Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye. And then you see Cap, and all of a sudden he slaps his neck and he goes, ow. It was a tiny Hank, Hank Pym. is a bit, problem. <laughs> he bit Cap on the neck. And so that's how we got zombie Cap. And then the rest of them, I'm sure, you know, whatever. I was like, wow, this is, so this is the second time you've messed up. <laughs> Hank Pym is a problem. <laughs> so I'm, so here's my question for you, because we know everything is connected, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because even though What If is an animated series, we know that there are definitely ties to the live action MCU. Here's my question to you, Robert. Are they trying to tell us something about Hank Pym in phase four? I I'm mean, I'm listening. I'm hearing mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not ignoring it because, uh, I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me because, I mean, Hank Pym has been an issue in the comics for uh, a long dis- time. Let's discuss. Okay, so so let's, let's take it there, right? Because we mm. know that when they announced Ant-Man, like, I was very concerned when they were like, oh, we're going to do the Ant-Man movie. And I was like, I hope y'all are not using Hank Pym because we know that Hank Pym has an anger issue. Mm-hmm. And he had a very abusive uh, relationship with Janet Van Dyne. Yep. Like, he used to beat her up, okay? Yep. So I was like, uh, I hope this is not... <laughs> Hopefully y'all are not using it. Yeah. So I think, I think the MCU was very smart. I think some people were confused as to why they went with Scott Lang, but I totally understood why. Yeah, totally, Hank, me too. Hank Pym would have been too much of a problem because um, some people were like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. He's just, no, no, no. He's he's damaged goods. I was like, no, you, you can't use that guy. Um, and so what what is interesting, I just wanted to mention it real quick. Um, there was an animated, remember there was the animated Ultimate Avengers mm-hmm. yeah. movie? That was like 2009 or 2000, whatever. It's really good. It is a very, very, if you, I cannot find it. For some reason, it's not on streaming. It's almost like Disney doesn't want to, claim oh, this really? movie yeah huh. i look i look for it on disney they don't have it at least i don't think so i'll double check but this was a, a it was called ultimate avengers and i loved it because it had it actually had some similar beats to what we saw in the live action movies a few years later you know what i mean and mm-hmm. what was interesting in this animated movie they tap they like gave shades of that right because we're introduced in in the animated uh, Ultimate Avengers, we're, inter- we're introduced to Hank and Janet. And in this uh, version, Janet is actually Asian-American. At yeah. least that's what she looks like. Yeah, in the Ultimates universe, she is. Yeah, she's a... So what's interesting is there was... I'll never forget, there was a scene where Janet and Hank have an argument. I'm not sure what it was about, but you saw that. Like, his anger just... His anger? Yeah, like, he snapped at her. And then it was the way, like, her body language, like, she kind of... The classic signs of an abused woman mm-hmm. or someone who's abused. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, y'all are going to, you know, for an animated movie, I thought that was quite interesting. And the other thing that they touched on in that movie uh, really quick was uh, Tony Stark's alcoholism. Mm, like, it was, yeah. it was shades of it. I would have really been interested to see, like, if they had continued with those series of animated movies. It looked to me like they were not afraid to tackle these very problematic aspects yeah. of the character. Yeah, that's kind so. of what that the Ultimates comics do. Mm. That universe was a lot darker, a lot more realistic than mm. the, the normal 616. Interesting. Interesting. 
All right. So, yes. So back to it. So we find out. So this is all to say that Hank Pym is a problem. <laughs> and even in the what if multiverse, whatever, right? Like we've got two versions of him, of, of, of Hank Pym that's causing problems. Um, and then the other thing is, so there, I'm wondering if there are two things that they're trying to tell us in what if. So we have problematic Hank Pym, right? Where he's, <laughs> where he's the villain in episode three and episode five. And are they also telling us something about Janet, about, about uh, hope, hope, right? Because hope dies and is dead in episode three. And there's spoilers. If you have not watched episode five, please turn it off and go watch it. In this episode, she sacrifices herself and she dies. Mm-hmm. So that's two instances that we see hope die. Yeah. So are they trying to tell us that's- something? interesting yeah mm-hmm. you know i didn't i didn't think of that one but yeah mm-hmm. that's interesting because i'm just thinking back to what uh in in the doctor strange episode last week right mm-hmm. when the when the ancient one tried to explain to strange as to why he could not resurrect christine remember what she said she she said he's she's an absolute point right there's certain things no matter how many universes or realities this has to happen Right. Mm-hmm. So Christine Palmer's death is an absolute point. It cannot be changed because that is how Stephen Strange becomes Doctor Strange. I'm wondering if that if is, hope an absolute... is the same way. Mm-hmm. That would be real interesting. Just wondering. And and yeah. also, is it an absolute point that Hank is going to become a villain in maybe the next Ant-Man movie or the or coming down? I mean, listen, Michael Douglas. That wouldn't surprise me. Michael Douglas is a great actor. I could kind of see him going dark and evil. Oh, I totally could see him going dark. Right? It makes yeah. me think of, uh, what's that movie where he's got like the angry dude on the highway? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know which one. Yeah, that's when he has a bad day because of traffic. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's he's quite a compelling, just in episodes three and five, He he's quite the compelling villain. So mm-hmm. maybe that's something for the live MCU to uh, maybe that's something they're thinking about. Maybe that's something they're trying to tell us. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so we get the, the the backstory that this is how the that it is the quantum virus that infects people. So much different than the comics. So I thought it was interesting how they were able to rectify that because they were like, you can't use a Fantastic Four. Um, and then <laughs> Peter Parker and Spider Man comes up with like this really cute orientation video. It's kind of like a. It's almost like a callback. From like um, homecoming, remember when it, you did that? it totally is. It totally is. He makes those homemade videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, oh, so this is one of the things that I was tell that I thought was so funny. So basically, in this homemade video, they're saying how you can survive the zombie apocalypse, right? So they're like wear long sleeve shirts because you know the um, the virus is transmis- transmitted through saliva. So if you're wearing long sleeve shirts, it'll be harder for them for the saliva to get through to your skin. And then the other, <laughs> the other hint was when they were like um, the zombies work on pheromones, right? So they can smell human flesh, right? So you see mm-hmm. a shower. You're, you're you see Peter. He's in the he's in the bathroom, and then they pull back the shower curtain, and it's Bucky <laughs> showering. So basically, they're saying. So this is what I thought was rather funny, because in real time we're seeing all these conversations about bathing and the lack of bathing and I was and thinking the same thing. <laughs> Thank you Robert. Yeah, we're we're in accord. So I thought it was funny cuz you got all these white celebrities like Mila, you know, Mila Kunis and and Ashton Kutcher and then uh who was the other one? I forgot. Uh the other 
she's blonde, Kristen something, I forgot, um, where they were just like, oh, they don't watch their kids unless they stink or something right. like that. And so, and then Jake Gyllenhaal was on this, oh, I bathe less, like, they're just whatever. So I just thought it was funny that you had. <laughs> yeah, that totally crossed my mind, too. It made me start laughing. Where they're basically like, you can survive the zombie apocalypse if you wash your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, can we make that into a PSA? Marvel, can you just make a clip of that and let these people know, like, just wash yourself, okay? Uh, so, but yeah. Just so another that, good reason to like Bucky, right? Right? So, so this is this is very uh, reassuring that we know <laughs> that Bucky bays, okay? And I think part of that has to do with his time in Wakanda. I'm sure when he was in Wakanda, they were like, you know, these black people were like, oh, no, we don't do the two, three times a week bathing. They were like, when's the last time you took a shower? <laughs> <laughs> oh you know, no we don't do that here yeah because you know the wakandans probably have like the most souped up showers i mean their you technology know they do. is for that you and, know they do. and it's clear that bucky bays i mean look at his hair like it, it, in this episode it was beautiful it was yeah. just lustrous people were like people called it i called it the dominican blowout other people called it the wakandan blowout his because even in the live action uh infinity war movie when we meet him you know, in living in Wakanda, his hair was just like. Oh yeah, that's right. He mm-hmm. got the super long hair. Yes, he did. I was like, all right. Well, you know how it is. I mean, he's a bunch of uh, he's a bunch of. Uh, I mean, yes, the doors are bald, but still, you're around a bunch of black people. They're not going to let you walk around with your hair. Crazy. <laughs> Come on now. So I thought that was cool. I thought that was cool. So yeah. So basically, uh. They, I, I think after they get a message, they get some sort of message saying that there's a cure for mm-hmm. the um, for the for the virus. Um, and it, it they go to New Jersey. Is that not the same? Uh, is that not the same base that Steve Rogers came it's from? It's the exact same base. I yep. knew it. Oh, you see yep. that? I love all these little Easter eggs and how they kind of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Tie everything together. So, yeah. So basically they get this message. A cryptic message saying, hey, if you come over here, you know, we can work together. And I have I've figured out how to end this zombie apocalypse. So they find a train. You know, I think they go to Grand Central Station. Is that where it is? Yeah. yeah Grand yep. Station. Uh, they go to Grand Central Station and they find a train. Um, and of course, that's when the team starts to fall apart. I mean, basically, bit. we got a little bit of train to Busan in this episode. right? Mm-hmm. I love you, Robert. That's what you want, so. <laughs> I love you so much. That's it. Uh, That's it. Uh, I love it. Yeah, because I, I, I was seeing an article saying that this episode was basically like an homage to a lot of different, like Zombie Land, yeah, and, you know, yeah. Night of the Living Dead, like a lot of. So I Train to Busan is so good. I mm-hmm. highly recommend it. If you have not seen Train to, is it still on Netflix or? I think so. I haven't looked in a while, but I think it is. Okay, yeah. Train to Busan is one of the best. I mean, the zombie, you know, genre has been done to death. And I don't mind it if it's done well. Um, yeah, it's one latest, of my favorite. Yeah, the latest American movies, I'm like, eh. Mm, um, yeah, but no. Train to Busan was that bitch. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then there's another movie well, just uh, with Train to Busan. There was another movie that came out a couple of years ago called Alive. The rumor is that Alive is sort of like a sequel to Train to Busan. They don't say it, but it is. But it's a zombie apocalypse. Check it out. It's really good. Okay. 
Yeah, okay. it's, it's in the same, it kind of looks like it's in the same universe. And the premise is, it's this one guy and this one woman, they're each in a building, like a high-rise building across from each other. And they can only communicate with like signs and like flashlights, but they can't get to each other because the building, like to try to go downstairs into the building would be death. Oh, wow. That yes. sounds, oh, that's a scary premise. Oh, you should watch it. It is so good. It's called Alive. Yeah, it's really, really good. And yeah, people are like, it's kind of like within the Train to Busan universe. Okay. So, yeah. So they take the train and head over to New Jersey. And on the way, uh, I think Sharon Carter is walking down one of the, she's doing patrol. She hears something on top of the train. Mm. Oh my goodness, I wasn't expecting this one. And out comes Captain America. Zombie Cap! <laughs> Zombie Cap, what did you think of that scene? I was just like, damn. Well, I mean, what makes it even more messed up is the person that realizes that Sharon's missing is Bucky. So wow. we get the three of them in this scene, which mm-hmm. is just, it's like heartbreaking because we all have like a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, with Steve and Bucky in particular. I mean, yeah, I mean, just just Steve and Sharon, yeah. they sort of had like a semi-romance going on. Well, they kissed at the end of Civil War, and then when we when we catch up with Sarah, Sharon again in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, she's off that. She's like, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's kind of like... Uh, she's off everything. She's off everything. She was like, yeah, you basically abandoned me. Like, I risked my career to help you, mm-hmm. and... You know, she had to be on the run and do what she had to do or whatever. So it was kind of messed up. Like, this was the reunion that they had. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And he, he attacks Sharon. He turns her into a zombie. Um, and then, yeah. And then we get this this cool fight scene between. Because I don't think. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Winter Soldier, the fight scenes between Sebastian Stan and Chris Evans. Like, the like Winter Soldier is my shit. Okay. Yeah, like. Too. Like those, I, those are their best fight scenes for sure. Oh my gosh, yo! Like just the way Bucky was handling the knife, because uh, I, I saw this behind the scenes of the training, and Sebastian was like he was training for hours. hours yeah, that highway hours. scene, I can yes. watch that over and over again. Oh, it's so good! Like from the second that they're driving, what was the name of that guy? The 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 Hydra agent that they scared into giving up the intel. Just from the minute you heard that bump on the top of the car and you just saw somebody just reach it and throw that guy out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it was and it was just like the choreography of that scene. It like it didn't miss a beat. Like it was it's it's long. Like that's a couple minute long scene that moves to to, Mm -hmm. you know, like three or four different areas. Yes. Yes. So yeah, so now we're seeing you know, the what if, the what if version of Steven and, and Bucky mm. fighting. Um, and Bucky basically uses the shield and cuts Cap in. <laughs> I was not ready for that. Like when it when he threw the shield through him, I was like, okay, what? but when his two when his body split in half and fell onto the tracks, mm-hmm. I was not re- I was not expecting it. I was like, ooh. And then yeah, and then you see uh Bucky takes the shield. And yeah. puts it on his back. And puts I was it like, on his back. Like there was some cool like fan service in there. Like like um, Bucky with the shield. Uh, we saw Happy with uh, one of the Iron Man gloves. Yeah, with right? the Iron Man, the, the repulsor hand thing just yes. over the hand. Yeah. yeah, and then Sharon. And then when, when Happy 
gets killed. Got turned. This is, yeah, he got turned. Poor thing. He was like, blam, blam, every time he was using the repulsor. Well, I mean, the way he got caught was messed up. I mean, Hawkeye oh. shooting that, like, hook through him. And that then pulling him into the darkness, that was just yikes. You just even when he went into the darkness, you could hear him going blam, yeah, blam, 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 blam. And then when he turned into a, a zombie, he was still saying He's it. He's still too. doing it. That was so sad. I felt bad. For, I felt sad for Happy dying. But yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, so we have Bucky eliminating Steve, and then Sharon gets into a fight with um the Wasp, and so the Wasp makes herself tiny and flies into Sharon's mouth and then kind of explodes her from the inside. Yeah, I was not expecting that either. Like, Marvel was just like, they were just pushing it to the limit. I wonder how the actors felt when they got the... They, like, I'm trying to think of Emily Van Camp where she's reading this scene like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I get blown up. <laughs> this isn't cool. I, and then the sure. hope is like literally like, I'm mm-hmm. covered in Sharon. Yeah, that was so gross. <laughs> and then... Of course, we get the sad news. Um, I think I forget who it is. They see, they notice there's a cut. It's Bruce. On, oh man, and it's a cut on on Hope's shoulder. So she's been infected, um, and so they're continuing their journey. And then uh, Hope and Peter have this really sweet conversation. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Like yeah. I don't know if, if they ever interacted in the movies, Mm-mm. but that was really good. Yeah, and so he basically is like, you know, Peter, he's optimistic. He's just like, listen, because she's just like, you know, I, I'm good. I don't have a lot of time. Basically, she was telling them to kill her right there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, the according to them, they're like, no, we're not going to do that. We're so close. You know, not when we're that, that close to getting a cure, we can help you. And then, yeah, and then Peter and she have this really beautiful conversation. And Hope is just like. You know, she was like, how are you so optimistic? Like, how are you so, you know? And then he was just like, he says something to the effect of where he was like, and this is where he mentions Uncle Ben. Because remember, in this iteration of the MCU, this Peter Parker does not mention Peter, Uncle Ben at all. We know that something has happened, but there's been no mention of Uncle Ben. We don't, there's an Aunt May. And then he says that, you know, um, if I think his Uncle Ben told him, like, if you can't smile, right? Mm-hmm. For the people who aren't here, like, you might as well be gone, too. Right. And there was just something that I thought about, like, in that scene. Because this is our first, this is the first appearance of Peter Parker, Spider-Man in the What If series, right? Some mm-hmm. characters we've seen a couple of times. And, you know, the same way that we said um, certain characters, like, as far as Hank Pym, like, in two episodes, he's already gone dark or whatever. But Peter... Or we've seen other characters turn dark because of something traumatic or painful happen to them. We saw what Doctor Strange did in episode four. We saw what um, we saw what Hank Pym did in episode three. And then with Peter, I was just thinking about the fact that he's had all this loss. Yeah, when he started naming them all, I yeah. was like, "Yeah, he's taken. He's gone through a lot." Yeah, and that and that is why I feel that. Peter Parker is just like there's lots of comic book characters who are popular, but I I feel that Peter Parker is just people can just relate to him in a way. It's just his optimism mm-hmm. and his and his goodness. You know yes, what I mean? Because I he he more than anybody would have had reason to go dark and use his powers to hurt people, but he doesn't do that. Yeah, the comic yeah. or the live action or animated like. 
He's just because Peter Parker is every man. He's not a Tony Stark. He's not a Bruce Wayne. He's not, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's mm-hmm. not an Oliver Queen. He's just a, you know, poor to lower middle class genius kid who lives in Astoria, Queens. In yep. love with his, you know, in love with a, a girl <laughs> who doesn't know that he's a lot. You know what I mean? And but all of that, and he's just he just has that heart about him. And, and when I think about like the live action versions, I think they've always done a good job of casting actors who reflect that. I felt like Toby Maguire, I was just like but I felt like Toby had that sweetness and that naivete, like that mm-hmm. goodness about especially in Spider-Man 2. I with Doc Ock. That is my favorite, my favorite of the trilogy. Um, and we didn't really get to, I feel like with Andrew Garfield, I think we would have seen more of it if he had been given. If we had got more. And, and better writing. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but in Tom Holland, we see that manifested too. Like Tom Holland is just, he's so sweet. Yeah. He's, he's so just, cute. He's so cute. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's why you root for Spider-Man. You just root mm-hmm. for him because it's like, you know, he just takes all of that pain and somehow he, manages to change that into something he becomes an agent of change like he was just like uh, okay because of what happened to uncle ben you know i was selfish right because we know the backstory he, mm-hmm. you know whatever he took the money and uncle ben had told him and so i think that lesson always stayed with him and what was that with great power comes great responsibility right yeah and totally. so yeah so peter has to be that linchpin of the mcu like that you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So that scene was just, it was so beautiful. And I love what he said to Hope at the end. He was like, well, your name is Hope. So yeah. you've got to have to mean something. Like, I was like, oh, damn you, Peter. Um, yeah, that was very <laughs> Peter. Can we rewind yes, for a yes. second? Mm-hmm. I wanted to go back to the train station uh, mm-hmm. because simultaneously when uh, Sharon was fighting Happy, we had Okoye and Bucky fighting Falcon. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to skip that because the way she took Falcon out was wild. She split him in half. Like, she cut him in half. She looked so smooth in that fight scene, though. She is, like, so acrobatic. That was, like, such a cool fight scene. Um, And that's the thing. And I was looking at that. I was like, because with these what-if episodes, we're realizing... In certain matchups, who could really fuck some people up? Yeah. Right? Like, in episode three, we realized that Ant-Man, like, the Ant-Man technology could decimate the it's Avengers. No I would have no never thought that. I would have never. It was like, who Who do you think could say? I, I would have thought, oh, the Hulk. or And you saw what they did to the Hulk. I was like, wow. He blew mm-hmm. him up. Yeah. So, yeah, that part was, um, <clears throat> Wow. <laughs> and another thing that I just another thing that I was catching too. Remember in episode one, um, we were discussing the whole thing with the Captain Carter episode, right? How mm-hmm. I was like, for me, what I loved about it is this idea or this introduction of woman leadership or female leadership within the MCU, right? Right. We haven't really we haven't had it yet as far as like the live action versions of you know, phases one, two, three, one through three. But with Captain Carter, that was the first time like we saw, like at least one of the first times that we saw a woman character in the MCU that's like, I'm in charge, you know? And the guys are like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? So in this episode with this team up, Okoye was the leader. She took over immediately. And not one person said. Nope. (laughs) 
Not Bucky, a thing. Bucky was like, I got your back. And, and, and that's something that we see that's reflected how Bucky is very much like an ally and somebody who really defers to the Dormilaji and Wakandans or whatever. Like he, he knows his place. Like he's not like on some, Ooh, I'm the white man who knows everything. He's like, Nope, you got this. Yeah. He's always been like a support guy. Like he was supporting mm-hmm. cap and you know, like he's, he's kind of just like there to, to help. You yeah. Know? He, he's not, I don't think that's, he's wired to be like the talk over everybody, like leader type guy. Mm-mm. Yeah, not at all. He's very quiet. He's very mm-hmm. quiet, very whatever. So, cause like, even when the team breaks up, he goes with a you yep. know? So that's just, I was like, oh, um, but yeah. So yeah. So, uh, Peter and hope have this, have this, uh, talk, um, trying to encourage her to hold on. And then that's when they get the bad news that the train has run out of fuel and they're going to have to walk the rest of the way. And of course, they look out the window and it's this vast sea of zombies. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, this is like The Walking Dead. I can't. Um, and they were like, and Okoye's like, there is no way we're going to get through that. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I just made the connection. Danae Guerrero was in The Walking Dead. That's right. That's right. Oh, As, how uh, did what, I forget what, that? What was, what was the character's name? Um uh, what, what? I, I don't watch that show. I just oh. know that she's on it. Oh my gosh! Why am I forgetting Danae Ganera's character in The Walking Dead? Um, but I just thought that that was like, and I mean, that was totally coincidental because Danae got cast for Black Panther while she was on the back of Walking Dead. And like, when did they make that announcement? It was like the 2017 Comic Con, right? That no, sounds two, about right. 2016, 2000. 16. Yeah, and so I was just like, um, oh, Michonne. Uh, so Danae Guerrero was on The Walking Dead as Michonne. So I thought it was cool that now she's back. But now even as a different character, she's still... That's really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> that was quite funny. So I'm sure when she went to record her voice, she was right at home. She was like, okay, I got this. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so then that's when Hope is like, you know what, guys? She was like, well, you may not be able to go through, but you can go over. And this was cool. This is another, you know, uh, twist where we see characters kind of... Um, you know, a kind of echo where uh, Hope basically makes herself huge. Yeah. The same way Ant-Man made himself huge in, in Civil War, she now has the technology. She makes herself and she walks through that sea of zombies and puts them, you know, at the base that they need to get to. So um, do you watch anime at all? Uh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Attack on Titan? I'm going to fight you. Yes, that's it. Because that's what that reminded me when she's like walking through the field, like kicking up small yes, bodies and stuff. Yes, yes. And, and they're like um, cannibals, right? Listen, yeah. I tried watching, what, what's the name of the show again? Uh, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. I'll be honest with you, Robert. I watched three episodes. It's not that it's a bad show. Let me be clear. It's a great show. But my it's anxiety. It's hard to watch. It's hard. Because the thing is, they look human. And then they're eating humans, and I can't do cannibalism. Cannibalism. Yeah, they look creepy. Like they creep me out. The zombies, <laughs> or the you know, like the zombie things in that yeah. uh, series. Yeah, yeah. They always creep me out. And then like the show, just that they, they don't play. Yeah, so might, it can I get real gory. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, it was just like the thing where he did just take a handful of people and eating. I'm like, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, um, but that's but what yeah. that reminded me of when she was like walking through and the, like the small zombies are hanging off her, like climbing yeah. up her body. Ugh. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so she basically sacrifices herself, and I just before she did that, I loved what she said, where she was just like, "I have to make this right." Um, mm-hmm. she, and and they were like, "No, it's not your fault." Bruce was like, "No, it's not your fault." She was like, "No, it is." She was like. I was so desperate to have my mother, to get my mother back from the quantum realm. I didn't think of what she could have brought back with her. Yeah, Avengers, Avengers, like, you know, taking care of, like, their ex-loved ones. Yes. It's caused a lot of problems. Yes. Speaking (laughs) of causing problems, so let's let's get to the base. So, Mm -hmm. real quick, we find find out that the person who's been sending the beacon signals is Vision. So Vision is the one at the base. He's been working on the cure. And the reason why he's been able to keep the zombies at bay is because there's some frequency in the Mind Stone, I believe, that yeah. kind of keeps them away. So almost like zombie repellent. But things are not what they seem. Uh, Bucky, you know, he brings them in and brings them inside. And then Bucky's like, all right, I'm going to go try to see if we can find like some sort of transportation to get out of here. Lord Jesus. And then that's when he finds T'Challa. And T'Challa is missing a leg. I was like, oh, y'all not going to do this to me. Yeah, he's missing like his lower leg. Mm-hmm. And he tells Bucky, he was like, this is a trap. He was like, listen, because we thought that T'Challa had died. We thought that Bucky had died, um, that Black Panther had died when with the Avengers when they went to San Francisco. But it seems that Vision had saved him. And he said, I thought he was there to save me, but he, I was just takeout. And that's when we realized that the real secret is that Wanda has been infected with all of her powers. And so Vision has basically like lured them to feed them to Wanda because he he did find a cure. We, we see a we see a decapitated Scott Lang. <laughs> His head is in a jar. I'm sorry, Robert. I had to laugh. Paul Rudd did the hell out of the voice. He really like, did. He's he so really funny. did. So somehow Vision saves Scott's head, right? So there mm-hmm. is a cure, but uh, for some reason, the cure does not work on Wanda. So all he's been doing is just feeding her, right? And can, so, can I access my notes real quick? Absolutely. My final note says Wanda and Vision are just problems. Yes. <laughs> yeah. can, let, let's talk about this. We're talking about absolute points, right? Because, oh because as each episode, because what happens is as each episode of What If develops, we're beginning to see a pattern with certain characters, right? So we've mm, got the pattern yes. with Hope dying in two episodes, the pattern of Hank Pym being evil in two episodes. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, well, so far, this is the first episode we have with Wanda. Let, there, but, but but we can go back to WandaVision, the TV show. Let's do show. that. Let's do that. So in WandaVision, she lost... Uh, she lost uh, vision and because of the grief she creates this fictional whatever and all of this mayhem happened. So now here vision is trying to keep his zombie woman alive, right? And so it's like, mm-hmm. it's just the lines that they will cross for each other and I agree with you. They're a problem. Yeah, They're that's, huge that's problem. like beyond, like that's that's not love. That's like something broken. Oh, you mean like Doctor Strange, right? When when yeah, Strange, when exactly was, like Strange. When Strange was fighting himself, the good Strange was like, uh, "This isn't love. This is obsession. This is mad." And I think, mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm kind of glad that we're 
that what if is sort of tackling this idea of these superheroes who otherwise are good. But I think the real test, and this is me, I always feel that the real test of who someone is, is when you are faced with adversity. It's easy to be good when things are going well, Right. right? When you've got money, you've got this, you've got that. And of course it's easy to be good. The question is, can you still have those qualities when you're hit with adversity? We're seeing that with, we see with Peter, as much adversity as he's faced, he is still a good person. So I think whichever- yeah, he's rock solid. Yeah, I think whichever universe you find Peter Parker, you're going to find that same one. The problem with, and this is why, see, people fought with me because I have feelings <laughs> about WandaVision. And I said, Wanda is a villain. And y'all not ready mm-hmm. to accept that. And I, I have no problem with that. And we we talked about this when we did one of our recaps um, of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. For me, Wanda is a villain. Like, if you can accept John Walker as a villain with the sh- that he did, I'm like, I'm not understanding this double standard where it's like you've got more sympathy for Wanda than John. Like, yeah. I'm, not under- I'm not understanding this. You know what I'm saying? Because you saw what she did in WandaVision. That wasn't cool. You know what I no, mean? No, not at all. And so this is what I'm saying. And, and and I think this is a pattern that we're seeing with Wanda is like whenever bad things happen to her, she turns to the dark side. In which case, you're a bad person. Like, 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 mm-hmm. like let's just keep it 100. You're a villain. Okay, <laughs> fine. Um, and so with Vision, it's interesting that we're kind of seeing this dark side of Vision. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, well, I mean, it... You could tell something was wrong when, like, when Bucky was like, I'm going to go look around. Oh. And they, like, zoomed in on Vision's face. And he's yeah. like, you're not going to find what you're looking for, mm-hmm. Barnes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why. I was like, okay, what's happening now? <laughs> yeah. And so we find out that Vision has been keeping this, has been keeping Wanda locked, locked up and feeding her people. Um, and then, you know, when he gets confronted and they were, and finally vision is like, nah, you're right. I, I, I was wrong. My bad. Right. So he basically helps. No, not before she eats Kirk. Right. Cause Wanda gets out. Yeah. Yeah. And then vision was like, she hasn't eaten in a few days. I'm like, damn it. Um, and so, yeah. And so the Wanda busts out, she takes Kirk and then, you know, vision kind of blows a a hole through the roof and helps the. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. And then um, uh, Okoye goes Ugh. to attack Vision, and Ugh. Wanda grabs her. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I was like, you're not going to do my girl like that. I love Okoye. I was like, no, she shouldn't have gone out like that. That's not cool. <laughs> I did not like that. Uh, <laughs> I did not like that. Like, so, if you want to give me the reason to hate Wanda, well, you did it right there. All right. I'm going to say something. And people, <laughs> people are going to fight me, and I don't care. Are you not seeing a pattern with Wanda and black people? Yeah. Yeah, she did uh Monica wrong mm-hmm. in WandaVision. And yep. even and even before that, let let's let's take it back. Cause somebody was saying this on Twitter, and I was like, I need to examine this woman, because that's a Karen. Let's go back to Avenge to Avengers Age of Ultron. Right. Uh-huh. Remember, this was when they first had when they had the confrontation with Claw and Wanda was doing her little hexes. And remember, she got into Bruce's head. Remember, Bruce stayed in the oh, project. He yeah, was, that's he, wasn't, right. he wasn't even in the fight. And then Wanda starts trouble. She finds him in the Quinjet and turns him into the Hulk. And so that start. That's why we had that huge fight between Tony and the Hulkbuster suit 
And that's right. But do you do you remember where the fight was, right? Yeah, that was in Africa. There you go. Yeah. One, let's go to Civil War. Oh, there's a mission in where? What was that? Nigeria, right? Another part of Africa. And then what does this girl do? Uh, this was the fight when uh, she was trying oh, to Oh, yeah, where she out. blew up the... Yeah. Damn, what? she is super problematic. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know who's whoever's listening to this thing. I'm not making this up. Go back. Y'all could be like, oh, no, that y'all, you're reading into it. No, I'm not. This woman, Wanda, has a specific issue with Black people, okay? <laughs> you're looking at Age of Ultron going into That's Civil wild. War. And then you saw what she did... With Monica and WandaVision? Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. I was not here for it. I was just like, wow, you are a full on Karen. <laughs> Karen. Uh... And just real quick, I I say this at least once a month that I will not be satisfied. I'm talking about the live action version. I need Monica to punch her in the fucking face. I just need one scene with Monica Rambeau just light her ass up. She doesn't have to win the fight because we know, you know, that Wanda is super, super powerful. But I just need Monica to just knock her the fuck out and be like, Westview, bitch. I just, that, just that, just that one. You no, know it's interesting. Isn't mm-hmm. Baron Mordo in this movie? Uh, I think so. Maybe. And then the I think he's supposed to be back in this movie. Mm. I'm, I'm wondering if Mordo is going to be like powered up Mordo. Like mm-hmm. he's been in the comics a few times. Oh, you talking about uh, you talking about Chuita Ijivor's character? Right? Yeah, yeah. Do you maybe he can give her some work? <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot! You know what's funny to me? Um, like everything that's been happening with the MCU and everything, I haven't heard anything from Chuita Ijivor. Is he even coming back? I thought so. I thought Mordo was in this movie. Oh, so, oh, oh, and uh, Doctor Strange too. Yeah, like I haven't yeah. really seen him like as far as like appearances or like even in the what if. Like I, I keep for, like to be honest with you, I keep forgetting that Chuan yeah. is in the MCU, and I'm like, yeah, I need to do something about that, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> I love to be honest with you. What was really funny was when they had first announced the Doctor Strange movie. He was on my list for Doctor Strange. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I had him at. I was like, I could see him being Doctor Strange. I, I had him. Pedro Pascal. Uh, I was tri- oh, oh, um, what's the characters? He's the one who voices Doctor Fate. Oh my God, I'm trying to remember what his. Oh, name is. I know, I know exactly who you're talking yes. about because I remember when you were talking about him. Yeah, isn't he like Middle Eastern or? Yeah, he's like half Israeli. He's like Israeli. Oded something. Oh, dead fair. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm in love with him. Yeah, he voices Doctor Doctor Fate. Is sort of like the DC version of Doctor Strange. Yeah, he totally is. Yeah, but his voiceover in Justice League was just so great. And then just the way he looks, like the dark hair and the... I was like, Mm -hmm. he'd make a hot... He would have been great. He would have been great. You know who else I was thinking would have made a cool Doctor Strange? He was in Doctor Strange, but he wasn't Doctor Strange. Oh, Benjamin Bratt. Yes! You saw it, right? Okay, (laughs) I'm not I totally saw it. I I was like, We've we've had this discussion before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just sort of like, but no shades of Benedict Cumberbatch. But anyway, um, but yeah, also say that Wanda Wanda is a Karen, and people are just gonna have to accept that. And um, because then look at this episode of What If she takes out Okoye and she ate T'Challa's leg. What's going on here? 
what is going on here? I'm like, well, I mean, you got to partially blame Vision for that because Vision brought her. Yes, he did. Yes, yes, he did. So he's he's he's, part of the problem. So if she's a care, what is he, a chat? He's an enabler for sure. He's an enabler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So basically, they're trying to escape, and Bucky, you know, basically sacrifices himself. He tells the rest of them to run, you know, to the to the ship, um, to the plane, and then um, Bruce. No, well. Bucky, I don't know what Bucky was thinking. He was shooting at Wanda. I was like, Bucky, you know damn well that gun is not. He was just trying to buy them time. He knew he can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. So he did, and then they fight, and then she flings him. But here's the question: Do you think he died? Probably not. Hmm. He's tough. Yeah. He might be messed up. He might be missing another limb or something now. But I think he's alive. Yeah, and then um, when that happens, when Bruce sees. That Bucky's been taken out. That's when he decides to stay behind. He tells everybody else to get out the plane. So it's Peter, uh, Scott Lake, T'Challa, and, and, Scott and T'Challa. Yeah. And the cape. And, and the, the cape. cape. <laughs> <laughs> and so Bruce decides to stay behind. And he was like, you guys, you know, go ahead or whatever. And then um, Peter was like, I can't lose another friend to get to today. And then that's when he hands. Oh, because Vision uh, Vision took the stone, the mind stone out of his head. Yeah, he, he was ripped like, it I out of his own Yeah, head. he was like, I can't kill Wanda but I can't live without her. So I'm just going to stay here. So he just takes it out, gives it to them, you know, in order to find a cure. And then Bruce just looks at, you know, Peter gives him the stone and was like, well, you know, at least make it worth something. He was like, then, you know, whatever. And so this was sort of like a redemption. I felt like this scene was like a redemption arc for Mark Ruffalo and the Hulk, because remember Mm -hmm. we were joking about the fact that we never saw the Hulk in infinity war, you know? And so basically he stands up, he's, faces this whole sea of zombies and one of the zombies tries to fight him and that's when you see his arm like turn into the Hulk, right? Yeah. And so so yep. it's when, when he's the Hulk, they can't bite him because his skin is impenetrable. Um, and then he turns into the Hulk and I was like, yes! That's what we wanted in Infinity War! And so and it, it turns out not only is the, is the Hulk fighting the zombies, there's a fight between him and Wanda. Him and Wanda, yeah. I have never, <laughs> I have never, I've never seen that matchup, and I was dying to find out who won. I really did because they yeah, fly that away. Was awesome. Yeah, so you just see them fly away, and that's the last scene of him. So I was just like, but before they get away, mm-hmm. giant hope zombie grabs them. Yes, I forgot about that. Oh my god, yeah, that was terrifying. Yeah, that was creepy. But then they get away. And I think the plan is they're going to Wakanda, right? Because they're like, mm-hmm. they feel like Wakanda's safe. Yo. Well, yeah, and, that, and they have the technology to use the power stone to broadcast that signal around the world. Right. And then they fly away, and we're mm-hmm. thinking it's a happy mm-hmm. ending. And then that last scene. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. You see a zombie Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. Missing like, one stone. Oh, it, the vision stone, right? Vision, uh, yeah, yeah, just missing the power stone. So let me ask you a question: What when they showed Thanos, is he in Wakanda? Because they're he's outside of Wakanda, where oh they where they had the battle God. at the oh, end of right. Infinity War. Right. Yeah. So like just outside of the force field that surrounds Wakanda. So this time Wakanda. he's there. Wow. I was like a zombie Thanos. That could. That's never gonna end. <laughs> So that's like, they've been, like, these last couple episodes, Marvel just been, like, beating us down. <laughs> like, no in the hope. best of ways, but, yeah, there was, like, no hope these last two episodes. There was. So, I mean, so real quick, 
in the last couple of minutes, I mean, we're, we're, we're in season five, so we're mid season, right? We've got four mm-hmm. more episodes. Season one has nine episodes. So we've got episodes six, seven, eight, and nine. Um, how are you feeling about what if so far? If you had to give a grade between one, like between an A and an F, what would you grade what if so far? Right now, I'm giving them uh, just a straight up A. Wow. Like, I thought this was going to be good, but mm-hmm. it's way better than I even expected. And I think mm-hmm. I told you before we started yeah. recording, like, this yeah. is my favorite series they've released. I because wake up. They can. To watch take it. all of mm-hmm. the um they can take all the the chances and swing for the fences as much as they want because they don't have to worry about you know all the different things they have to worry about with the movies and other tv shows and mm-hmm. and they're taking advantage of it right right it, it, yeah because it's it's sort of like one of those things you know when you were a little kid the etch-a-sketch where you, mm-hmm. could, you could yeah. and then you just shake it right shake it up <laughs> and so that's the great thing about what if is like I, we can do all these up things to these MCU characters, but it's not it's not really reflected in you know the live action. So we can make we can make them zombies. We can make strange evil. We can make you know Sharon Carter, or Captain or Captain Carter, or whatever. So I think. And that, the cool thing is hmm. the the thing that makes it so much better than I expected is hmm. we they don't have to do a whole lot of setup because we already have these relationships with yes. all these different characters they're bringing back. Mm-hmm. And we have the familiarity with the scenes that they start with. Absolutely. So they can tell these really great stories in such a short period of time because there's no setup. Yeah. I mean, the episodes are like 32 to 35 minutes and I feel yeah. satisfied. Like, Me too. If anything, you want more, right? And so, Me too. Yeah. Um, so I would give, so far, I would give it a B. So... Mm-hmm. Episode one, the Captain Carter one was great. Uh, mm-hmm. The second one with uh, T'Challa Star Lord, so I would give those two an A. Episode three with uh, what if there were no Avengers, right? Well, what if there were no worlds? I gave it. Yeah, a Yeah, that was the worst one for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like. No, don't get me wrong. I liked it. I yeah, liked yeah. the murder mystery part of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was probably out of the five. That was mm. my least favorite. Yeah, and so okay, the Doctor so, Strange one is like high up there for me. Oh, though. it might be my favorite one, and that's all. It, it might it, be like, mine too. Yeah, because it. I think it was what you said last week in our um, podcast, in our review, where you said that it it has like an emotional resonance with you. Like I'm mm-hmm. still, I'm like a week later, I'm still thinking about episode four. I mean, I me you know Captain Carter was great, but it was just like episode four, like really fucked me up. I was like, ooh, this that's. That is bleak. Yeah. (laughs) And then this one is pretty darn good, too, to me. Yeah. So, I mean, um, the strongest ones, at least for me, are one, two, and four. Three Mm -hmm. with with, um, the the, uh, Avengers murder mystery was like a B. This one, now, so, hmm, this episode this week, I liked it. I would have wanted it to be a little bit scarier. I think so. I gave it a B. Oh, oh wow! I gave, okay, I gave it. I gave it a, yeah, I gave it a solid B. So I can. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. So so far, I'm gonna give mid season. I'm gonna give what if a B. And so that's so, like that's, yeah. that's gotta be a B plus, right? Because you got three A's and two B's. Is that it? Okay, there we go. All right, I'll get I'll, B, plus. B plus. All right, B plus. <laughs> and so and Robert was like, "You're not gonna cheat them." I'm like, yeah, plus. Um, so yeah, so I I really it, it's like I just. 
I just love this series. I'm like, so like, excited for Wednesdays now. It is. The last show that made me feel this way was The Mandalorian. The mm, last show that yeah. made me feel like, I, listen, I'm telling you, like my friend Jerry Barrow, we would set our alarms to 3 a.m. <laughs> to watch it on release? Yes, because we're old. You know, we need our rest. So we take a nap. We would take like a little disco nap between like 1 and 3 and then 3 a.m. Yeah, and then like, well, actually, I would set my alarm to like 2.50 just so I could, you know, go to the bathroom and get some tea or whatever. And then 3 a.m., mm-hmm. we would just, because we're on WhatsApp, and we would just text each other like, oh, shit. Like, that is like, I'm it, like for me, it's like the viewing experience and then sharing that experience with other people. Yeah, I haven't felt that way in a while. I mean, I know that there are people who don't like what if. And that's okay. And yeah, everything, that's every, everything is not for everybody. Yeah, and that's more cool. for me. More for me, but I, it, it, I mean, cause like I said, I mean, we had been waiting for this series to drop and it's definitely meeting my expectations. It is definitely yeah. meeting, my, it is not whack. It's not, you know what I mean? You're just like, damn. And really? I just love the, the animation and the art direction on this series. Mm-hmm. I just, it's gorgeous. It looks that so Captain, good. That Captain Carter, the first one. I'm so Oh glad. my goodness. They could have gone with a lot of. Um, episodes out the gate, but I think it was so smart for them to do Captain Carter. That was such a great I agree. introduction. It was like, oh, so this is what you can do. Okay. You know what I mean? And then the mm-hmm. T'Challa as Star-Lord was just, uh, just my heart. You know what I mean? It was just, yeah. yeah so, I really love that one so much. I, I love the the spin they put on all the characters in that one. Me too. Like this gentler, reformed Thanos. Who saw that? Like okay. Nebula? Like I never cared about Nebula before, but that Nebula, I really like. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, it, I'm interested to see like how six, seven, and eight. I know there's one episode with Thor. I think that's the one that's airing next week. Oh yeah, Thor that's right. So I'm just. I'm looking I'm, forward to that. I like Hemsworth. Yeah. So I'm. So just really quick, I just wanted to throw something at you. Um, I have a friend of mine. Uh, he is a, also a film critic. His name is Ammon Warman. He's based in London, and he also has a podcast uh, called Fade to Black. Mm-hmm. And so he and I, he's he's a huge fan of What If. So we DM each other every week, and he also <laughs> he also does. Um, he also does uh, recaps and reviews of What If for Yahoo. UK. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so, you know, we talk and yeah, Emma Warman, you can find him on Twitter. It's at A-M as a Mary O-N Warman. And I'll put that okay. in the notes of the of the, uh, the podcast. But anyway, he and I were talking and I want to throw this at you and you tell me what you think. His theory is because he was watching a YouTube video. Um, of another review and he was like and he sent it to me the theory that he has is that this first season of what if where we're seeing all these episodes and all these different versions like captain carter doctor you know the dark doctor strange his theory is that the watcher is basically creating like this multiverse version of the avengers like there's this bigger bad and so, oh really? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And I was that's like, that's kind of cool. Listen, so so the the so so far we have Captain Carter for episode one, the Star Lord that is T'Challa from episode two, from episode three. I'm not sure which one you could use. Maybe Nick Fury. I don't know because almost everybody died. 
<laughs> and then episode four, you have the, the dark Doctor Strange, right? Because mm-hmm. somebody dropped, it was in the one of the trailers, one of the promos. There's a shot of a scene with Captain Carter and, Do- and the dark Doctor Strange in that. You remember at the end of the, the, the episode four where he's like in that glass crystal? Yeah, because I was about to say he's not dead. Right. And so there's a shot from the trailer that shows Captain Carter and Strange together. So this is why there's this theory that the watcher, that maybe this is why he's watching because he knows there's something going on. And maybe that is part of, and that is part of the reason why he did not intercede in episode four where yes, he could have easily helped Dr. Strange, but maybe it's that he needs that dark Dr. Strange because he knows what's coming. Whoa. What's your what are your what are your thoughts? I love it. Like, I hope it's I true. Absolutely love it. Like I I really mm-hmm. hope that's true. That would yeah. be so cool. Yeah, because I think because I know there's uh, also one episode. I know that I saw a shot. Gamora is supposed to be in one episode where she's kind of. Yeah, trying to I heard that. I think like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that because it was interesting that she wasn't in episode two. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of interested to see what they do with her. Yeah. So yeah. So that's the theory. Listeners, the theory is that the Watcher is sort of like this cosmic Nick Fury. <laughs> that would together. be such a good concept. Let me tell you something. That, I would watch the hell out of that. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> I sure would. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Robert. <laughs> yeah, no problem. For your insight and your thoughts. We will be, we will be back next week with episode six of What If... I don't know what we're getting. I think this one is the Thor episode. Um, I'm wondering if Chris Hemsworth is going to be voicing that one. I'm curious. I think he is. I hope he is. I hope so. You can't. It's got to be Chris Hemsworth. I will not accept anybody else. Yeah. (laughs) I think like in one of the trailers I heard Uh, his voice and it sounded just like him. So if it's not him, they're doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you next week. And thank you for listening and see you on the other side.